Red Channel Condition with Michael. I feel like I, I understand where Putin's coming from. Jonathan. How the fuck do you defend New York and you eat pizza raw? And Peter. What's the point of being rich if I'm not better than anyone? Welcome, listeners, to this week's episode of Red Channel Condition. As usual, I'm your host, Peter, and I'm once again joined by my two co-hosts, Michael and Jonathan. Guys, how's your weekend going so far? What's going on? Not bad. Can't complain. Complain? All right. Wow, that's that's new. Right. <laughs> I like that. That's an upgrade. A little tired. I've been burning the candles at both ends. What have you been doing? What's, what's keeping you up at night? I, I've somehow defaulted back to my high school sleep schedule, which <laughs> just doesn't work. Um, at this point in my life, I've been addicted to Lost Ark. Ah, yes. Wow, that's it's a pretty that's a very good game. Before we met to record this, I was playing just to you know, get some levels and you know, try to catch up to you guys. So oh, I wow. what level are you now, John? I am now level twenty. I'm oh, okay. 20. Wow. I make. I'm making. I'm still ahead of you. I'm. I'm. I'm making you move slowly but surely. You know, anytime I can fit in. You know, even like half an hour, you know, I try to steal some time so I can catch up and play with everybody. The tortoise and the hare. The tortoise does win because the hare probably died. And that's going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I was averaging three to four hours last week a day. Holy God. Like, I, Jesus Christ. I can't keep it up anymore. I wish I had three to four hours a day to play a game. Like, like even if, even <laughs> yeah, if I me too. literally, that's the even, problem. even if I could steal it. You know, from like something else, I wish I could. I robbed it from the sleep bank, and no, now right. I've got I've got bags under my bags. It's <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, I wish I had time. I mean, it is a fun game. It reminds me a lot of uh, of like you know, WoW and all the fun things that were were part of that game. But it's much faster. Like it doesn't seem as grindy or like time consuming. But um, yeah, I want to play for hours and hours and hours. But I just I don't have the fucking time. You would if you decided I'm just going to sleep for like two hours a night. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, don't do that. Or just completely ignore all of my human responsibilities. Like if I was just going to let my house degrade into a pile of garbage and just not do any work and, you know, you know like the podcast or my regular work or vo- any other voiceover stuff or just pretend that like my fiance doesn't exist. And yes, I would have plenty of time to play Lost Ark. At this point, like even 30 minutes is like... You know, a blessing. Like I was able to not do meal prep this morning, and so you know because I wasn't doing meal prep, you know I went in and you know, started playing this game. I fu- this game is the shit. Like it's like like Diablo Turbo to me. Like it's it's there's there's tons and tons of shiny loot, and my my pet picks it up for me, and I'm stabbing I'm stabbing guys really fast with my big paladin sword that's very shiny and sparkly. Yeah, like I mm, got yeah. I, I, love I have this. a pet rabbit named Coke Sniffer. What? <laughs> yeah, your Great. your rabbit's name is Hardcore. My rabbit's name is Lop. <laughs> so... Okay. <laughs> well, it took a while to get a name where the game was like, you can't use that. That's offensive. <laughs> like, you know, it took about 50 tries <laughs> to find something that the game did not recognize as offensive. Yeah, kind of fuck. I mean, like, shout out to the Koreans for this game, but also kind of fuck y'all for not having, like, a functional, like, naming scheme. Like, you can't, I don't even think, I forget if you can have spaces in your name. Nope. And, like, yeah, like, no spaces, no weird characters. Like, the name has to be a certain length. Like, every name ever has been used. Like, I usually, whenever I, whenever I name myself in, like, a, a role-playing type of game, I like to go and pay homage to, like, you know, like JRPG characters from games past, and like I had to go into the fucking bag, like deep, to find <laughs> a name that I can use. Like, you know, like people, you like you mean to you mean to tell me that people name uh, characters in this game based on motherfuckers from like Fantasy Star Three on Genesis from like 1992? Fuck out of here! That's crazy. Like, stop it. Hey, my lorgasm was taken. Like, how could that even be? That's like literally been your name for like ten thousand years. Yeah. I had to use Lorgasmia. <laughs> the fact that that name out there exists means that our people are out there. We just have to find them. We just have to find them. Yes. There, there is a there is a mirror universe. There is a mirror art, uh, red channel condition. No, there is another. We are not wow. alone in this world. The truth <laughs> is out there. Wow. The truth is out there. Yeah. Keep keep find us. Find us. Find red channel condition. Keep searching for the lost grail. <laughs> 
that's been fun. But there's been a lot of other fun stuff that we've either is just kind of kicking up or we're looking forward to that's coming out soon. Right, guys? Yeah. Including the the premiere of Star Trek Picard was this week. Wow. And did you guys get a chance to take a look at that? Finally, my eyeballs are satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting, like been waiting for a while. You know, I've you know seen these trailers and teasers and stuff like that since you know whenever we talked about it initially. You know, mm-hmm. seeing you know, the old boy Q in there, getting to finally get back in and you know, watch you know, the first episode of season two. I've been I've been pleasantly surprised. Like it's it seems like. You know, we're we're in for something good this season. Uh, and you know, obviously, spoiler alerts going forward, right? For that first episode, the Q snap. Mm. Did you see that mm. Q snap? No, I did. Though. I saw that nine D Q snap. No, you and saw it was that actually Q-snap. part of the musical score. Like you could feel right the Q snap. That Q snap like, had the... baritone. It was like it wow. Did. Yeah, it was it was powerful Q snap. The 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 Q snap and and uh, I guess de aging and re aging technology epic. And it was nice to actually see some real, you know, some starships, like as opposed to the Picard finale of season one, where it was just a thousand of the same ship. We actually saw some sovereigns. We saw some Sutherland class. We saw, um, we saw the new Stargazer class. We saw a couple other different ones. We've seen some. We see some. Looks like steam runners in the trailers for the upcoming episodes. So. We saw an Akira class, we, and we've seen, you know, a couple new classes of starships. So I'm excited that New Trek is incorporating some classes that we are familiar with that we don't get to see often and some new stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited they, they found other keys besides Control-C and Control-V. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> Although it would be funny if the rest of the season was basically done with hand puppets. <laughs> they spent all the money on episode one. I'm pretty sure they have money in the bag for Star Trek Picard. I think they're going to go all out. And, it, and you know, the season, the, the trailer for this season looks really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely excited. Well, so the rest of the season seems to be another time travel story, right? It seems like they're going back into, uh, I don't want to say modern times, but... No, it's modern times. I believe it's 2024 they're going to. To stop Trump from getting reelected. Well, when we get Trump redux. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that right there is a budget saver. Yeah, no, for sure. I don't know if that story was penned. You know, you know, you got to keep uh, keep this episode under two million an episode or whatever. I mean, maybe, maybe when you think about it, I mean, because I'm sure there's going to be all kinds of different or weird special effects going on, even in the past. So... I don't know how much money they're really saving, but I'm sure it is some. But I think this has more to do with the current political atmosphere and, and I guess the the story that Patrick Stewart and Alex Kurt, Alex Kurtzman want to tell, you know, about where we are now. And what other what other better way to do that than to go to now? I'm just speculating here, but I mean I've seen that I guess Brent Spiner is involved playing another soon. Oh wow. You know? Yes, yeah, so we we saw that in the trailer, and like so, I, I think part of the trailer that we saw after the end of episode one, we see that like there's like a, a hologram of that version of Sung, so that like he's being revered or something like that. So this may actually tie into the eugenics wars, you know, because Sung at that time would have been one of those guys working on, on the eugenics uh, on the on the augments. So may, uh, that's that's my theory. We we've seen so many versions of Sung. Yes, and they're all top point five percent of human intelligence scientists throughout his entire family history. Yep, that's just not. Come on, I want to see one where he is just a deadbeat. (laughs) You know, like maybe he beating his wife. Yeah, exactly. Like no, no, whatever. Drunk. You know, maybe he did well in school, but he's just lazy and he's just sitting there playing video games. Like I want to see that underachiever soon. Yeah, I don't want to make androids, Dad. <laughs> it's just not believable. <laughs> Fucking soon playing Fortnite or something like that. Yeah, right. I mean, I gotta say they are milking Brent Spiner to the absolute capacity in terms of playing Soongs. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, so, so I mean, I mean, think about all the roles Spiner has gotten from just Data. So it's Data, Lore, B Four, Doctor Soong, the other Doctor Soong from Enterprise. <laughs> The other Doctor Soong from Star Trek Picard, the new Doctor Soong from season two of Star Trek Picard. 
data with new hat like every time and stuff like that. Yeah, give me, give me, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted. <laughs> Palette swap data. <laughs> this guy has been milked hard from just this one role. I, I kind of appreciate that, you know, uh, considering, I guess, you know, you guys used to talk about how much it seemed that he really was trying to not fuck with Star Trek too much, right? He wanted to not be, I guess... Uh, he didn't want to play Data anymore. But like That's now he, really what it was. But now he's like, all right, fuck it. Like, it's paying the bills, so I'm just going to be every Data oh, forever. Yeah. But it's nice to see Q again. I love how they... Uh... They addressed the aging question. You know, that was that was well done and very brief, so that was pretty cool. It's good to see John DeLance. Uh, it wouldn't have worked as well if it, you know, if it didn't happen that quick, right? You almost didn't have a right. chance to really take it in. Right. It addresses it and just like, we're moving on. Yep. There we go. But it's great to see him back as the actor. I mean, reprising his role. He's a phenomenal, at least I think he's a phenomenal actor, and I'm Excited to see what new Star Trek interpretation of Q will be and what his role will be, what his abilities will be. What kind of trials he'll put uh, Picard and his crew through. You guys kind of get the feeling that he seemed almost angry? He seems a little different. I'll say that. He does seem somewhat different. He, he didn't come off as... As playful? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't playful or, or maybe even mischievous. He was like angry yeah that's a, that's interesting i mean i don't know i don't know what he's i don't know what's going on but i think there is something different about this cue i think you're right i think you're onto something i'm hopefully optimistic about season two this first episode you know is i believe a harbinger for good things so like we'll we'll see you know there there are there are people that think that uh star trek in the modern era is starting to grow that beard you know it's starting to get good they're starting they're starting to understand, you know, I guess, like a way forward to both, you know, do kind of things that serve new the new way of TV, but also serve, you know, uh, the future Star of Trek's Star Trek. Core. Yeah, like what Star Trek is about, what it's supposed to do. Well, I mean, I don't know if I've seen that from this season of Discovery. I'll say, I'm, I don't <laughs> know. And I like Discovery. I mean, I also like Discovery. You know, I've seen some very, very suspect things so far, right? I I think I was telling you guys the other day, as I was catching up on my watch or whatever, I saw, you know, the the AI ship singing uh, Negro spirituals, and I was just like, all right. <laughs> it, was, it, was a little, it was a little powerful. It was a little powerful. However... You don't want Zora singing uh, Swing Low, Sweet Chariot? Yeah. You, don't, you don't think that's appropriate? Oh, my God. I literally was just sitting there agape at the TV like, oh, wow, like, we're, it is, that's, they're really doing that. They're really doing that. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, but as a person that, you know, watched, uh, you know, all the holodeck uh, foolishness in uh, TNG and DS9, you know, over quarantine mm-hmm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that, I have to forgive uh, Star Trek, its trespasses. That's a good point. Okay. All right. Right. Like, there, there's been so much... You comedy so much dumb shit in Star Trek, so like I'll forgive it. Thank you, thank you for 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 remembering that and tying us back to Star Trek reality, where you know it's not all Q snaps and 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 de- and you know Doomsday machines. <laughs> I do tend to maybe filter out some of the some of the the LOL what kind of episodes, right? <laughs> like the Space Africans. Oh boy, TNG. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty powerful. I mean, it's just like like watching this and then wa- watching Discovery just feels very different. Now, obviously, the writing is different from a plot perspective, but the characters are also, uh, I guess, very different. There's a lot more interpersonal drama, I guess, between Discovery and, and, and Picard. If only it was interesting, though. That's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't mind that because, you know, you had a lot of that on Deep Space Nine with the personal drama, which I thought made the show great. It's just, I don't know, the drama itself is like very superficial to me on Discovery. It's like, it's not very, I don't know. It's just kind of like, oh, we're like trying to like be caring because, you know, that's the the way to go. Like it's, there's no, there's no oomph. There's no oomph behind the the characters, you know, to me right now. It's interestingly, I felt like there was more of that, like, I guess, drama and or personal character development over the last like i guess two or three seasons rather than this one this one like you said it's just 
you know, you I don't think anyone's moving forward. The characters aren't becoming more interesting because of how they're interacting. Right. There's right. just a lot of talk about togetherness and yeah. being, you know, compassionate yeah. and like, all right, we get that, but like, where's the story? <laughs> yeah, where's the where's the where's the real drama? But, right. That's exactly, I think, what I keep disliking about it is that it seems to be very based around just you know Starbucks, be nice to each other, logos that they put on the cups. Like it's not very deep. There's no right. I'm not one of those like angry Star Trek fans. Is like, oh, this is like too woke or whatever. It's just like I don't mind it being woke, but give me like, give me some substance. I'm not feeling the substance. Hopefully, you know, and you know, there, there's still time in the season for it to you. Know... No, there's not. This shit is like over, dude. <laughs> It's like the finale next week. Dude, there's time next season. Wow. <laughs> there's time next season. Well, <laughs> that's my time. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I hope that it you know the show will overall try to, you know, make some kind of points about things and like not be like I guess like ambiguous or wishy washy about them, you know, and not just be like you nice people, you know, let's be nice together and, you know, clapped hand emojis type shit, you know, because, like, usually, right. usually Star Trek, you know, says shit and, like, it's not, it's not, you know, wishy-washy, you know, like, it's nothing useless. It, like, it usually, it usually tries to reflect on the world that it's in. Right. Yeah. It's not fluff. Right. So, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see if uh, overall Discovery, you know, gets there. Well, they've been renewed for season five, so and I, I have faith that the show will be good. Is Star Trek Discovery the equivalent of Thoughts and Prayers for Trek? It, it <laughs> might be. This season this might This season, be. yeah, possibly. Yeah. And, and then you have, you contrast it with what um, the Cars character goes through, right? Like, because we know, you know, from all the previous Treks that the Card is more or less like a loner in life. All he has is a federation, and he's confronted with that in the very first episode this time, yep. right? Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, and I just like the idea of of a Picard that is essentially fucking his way through galaxies and just refusing to settle down with any one person. Yeah. That's because you know, you know Picard don't love these hoes, man. Like, you... <laughs> he, he's... I don't know. I love Laris. I would take Laris in a heartbeat. Let's go. I mean, but. Like he's like, no, I've still got maybe like he's almost a hundred years old, right? So he's like, maybe I've still got twenty years left. <laughs> he's you know, like, there's... I can't settle down. <laughs> a lot can happen in twenty years. You know, you can instantaneously travel now. Like people just casually uh, teleport around. So he's probably like, hey, I can probably still hit up a few more universes or galaxies. I don't want to get tied down. Yeah, I, I liked that. You know, in the very first episode, we were. You know, he has that conversation with Guinan and it's, and it was basically like the only thing you've ever been afraid to explore is inside which is very true yeah. for Picard's character yeah. Yeah. so we'll see we'll see how that pans out I'm very interested uh, this season looks like it's off to a great start I'm so excited yeah. do you think he's going to settle down with Laris you, you think you I think there's know. something there, maybe there's something there there I don't know I mean we barely we barely know her honestly like how much was she even in season one right like nothing Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's difficult to say, but like, I like her. I think she's cool. Because this is it. Like, right? This isn't this the final? Uh, or no? Got one more? No, there's a third. There's a third season. Okay. All right. They, so we got they one filmed, more. Yeah, they filmed uh, two and three together. But uh, I guess in a in moving on, we still have, there's other stuff that we're we're looking forward to. Did you guys have? Uh, I mean, I wanted to talk about the new Dragon Ball movie, but no. Yeah. Did you guys see the trailer for? What is it? Dragon Ball Superhero? Dragon Ball Super <laughs> Superhero. Yeah. Oh, okay. Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Like okay, got it. Got names, it. Man. <laughs> got it. No, I What did you guys what's your impression of that? Yeah, I, I saw I saw that trailer that you guys uh sent and you I'm you I'm I'm an, I'm a big idiot for Dragon Ball. Like they it could have literally just been like like a capsule like from Capsule Corp <laughs> on screen for like an hour and I would have been like fuck yeah like no matter what so seeing all this stuff was pretty cool like there's there's just so much i guess uh dragon ball fan service in here right you know there's you know there's time skip uh uh goten and uh trunks right so they're a little older which is pretty cool because we've never got to see like teenage goten before 
right? No, except in GT when no one cares. Right. Well, I mean, we don't even know what that, you know, you know, we, we don't know if they still consider a Dragon Ball GT part of the history of Dragon Ball. Right? No, they don't. Yeah. That's so, no longer canon. Yeah. So, like, this is, <laughs> this is going to be interesting to see, right? And, you know, you've got, uh, you know, I guess, like, you ult- the return of Ultimate Gohan, right? So that was pretty cool to see, mm-hmm. right? You know, he's yep. you know maybe we're gonna watch Gohan actually like win fights and not suck like for the first time <laughs> since. Uh, yeah, don't hold your breath. This <laughs> is the first time since Cell Saga. Don't hold your breath. Um, and I mean, we saw we saw Piccolo getting what may- maybe is a transformation. I don't know, but like it was the laziest transformation since Golden Frieza. Right, so we just we just saw like Piccolo, but like slightly less green and with no wrinkles in his arms. So like, oh, okay, yeah, wow. So I didn't like, even know that I didn't pick up on the wrinkles. Yeah, so it's like you, know, it's it's this it's the saddest thing in the universe. If that's actually a transformation, it's like smooth Piccolo. So like, if if, if that's real, if that's really what they went to do. Like that's that's lazy even for Dragon Ball, which basically just gives you know, some. You know, another shade of hair on the Roy G. Viv spectrum for its Saiyans. I gotta say, I've been enjoying. I mean, I like Dragon Ball Super, but I, I what what's the weird spinoff? The um, Dragon Ball Heroes. Yeah, Dragon Ball Heroes. I think that honestly is way more interesting because it's like you know all the dimensions crossing over, like GT fucking with Super and Z fucking with GT and what ifs it's like it's almost like marvel's what if yeah. but for dragon that's Ball. that's great. what i love right so yeah you'll you'll you know they just have like everyone fuse like super transformations yeah. that don't make any sense like characters it's come back to great. life it's amazing like it's absolutely <laughs> it's fucking great <laughs> yeah. you know, that shit is great you know but I've, I've been waiting for dragon ball super to come back and you know maybe this will be for sure like after this movie, maybe we'll get to see you know, how they continue uh, the Dragon Ball universe. You know. Right. We see the Red Ribbon Army yeah. kind of making its return in this movie. Yeah. So maybe there's Cell. I don't. I don't know. I'm, I, I personally would love it if Cell came. Oh, back. they'll. I. Oh God, I don't even know what to say. Like if they brought back Cell. Jerk yeah. Off. Oh my God. Come on. Like greatest greatest, greatest villain, villain ever in Dragon history. Ball. Yeah. I think you've got a pretty good ch- chance of that because I mean they don't have any new ideas. you're right shit you're absolutely right considering how hype i am about this nor do i i don't fuck it i don't care you know more more dragon ball and it seems like we don't care like we we would be fine with with the exact same cell coming back but stronger and like just just redo the cell saga yep like just redo it again with with a fresh coat of paint and i think we'd be happy yep (laughs) absolutely (laughs) not even gonna lie yeah, what I what I like about this movie is that they're kind of doing like some sort of a uh, hybrid uh, CG and 2D thing going on here. Yeah, right? it looks like the games. Yeah, like the, that they've been releasing recently. Yeah, like the the Broly movie was kind of like this, and this is them doing it like fully, fully. And you know, the tech for this is getting better and better. So yeah, like this this looks like an ultimate version of you know, like Dragon Ball Fighter Z or like. Uh, uh, Dragon Ball Kakarot or something like that. Yeah, like it. It looks fucking gorgeous. You know, super big budget. So yeah, I'm sure that's by design. So like, if they make if they start making the TV show look more like the game, then like now the game looks exactly like the TV show. So you're gonna buy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's 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 best for business. That's smart. It's yeah. best for business. Yep. I agree. The, the animation is very clear. It, it it's crisp. Yeah, it's an interesting interpretation on how to like evolve that two D style of animation. It, it's it's great, and you know it's coming out in Japan on you know, April twenty second, you know, which means it's probably going to be a little while before we get to watch it legally. In that America. shit's going to be here April twenty third with subtitles. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here! Get the fuck out of here! No, like it's. I'm sure it'll you know it's it'll be out there you know, in the wild for those of us that sail the seven seas you know to to watch like I, don't, I there's no hesitation right yeah. I'm gonna be watching that I don't give a shit I'm watching that shit without subtitles I don't give a fuck yeah man. I will I will also watch it with no subtitles like you can't <laughs> you can't stop me yeah. I I think uh, when we when the Broly uh, movie came out. We all watched it together, but there was like a little porn banner on the like yes. on the right hand corner of the screen. <laughs> yes. 
I don't care. As much as I'd like to shit on Dragon Ball, I am there day day one. Goddamn right. <laughs> okay, so we we have that to look forward to. But Mike, you had also you had linked uh, an article about uh what they're turning the Twisted Metal series into a into a a Netflix show, a Netflix comedy. Uh, a, a peacock. Uh, yeah, peacock. It's, it's going oh, on peacock. Okay. Yeah, like so. I don't know who here remembers Twisted Metal, right? But Twisted Metal was this video game that came out on the PlayStation like in the 90s and it was essentially a battle arena but with cars yes so right right that's right. you know that's all it was you 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 had things like a motorcycle you had like well things like a you had charger. the clown in the ice cream truck right <laughs> and somehow now we're going to have a 30 minute comedy an action comedy based on this game and you know there isn't much that's out there we don't really know uh, the plot or anything like that. It's just that I don't know how they can turn this game into a comedy. Thirty minutes yeah, of, of funny, 30, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. This is gonna be something. I don't know if it's gonna be a flaming pile of dog shit, but it's gonna be something. Well, you know, I actually have some hope for, I guess, uh, adaptations of games and stuff like that these days. There's been some pretty decent. Uh, adaptations of games like we talked about uh mortal Kombat 2021 and sonic and stuff like that and mm. then on tv yeah. right like they just had uh arcane you know, on netflix like the league of legend and like that was that's pretty fucking good like actually yeah right so yeah, yeah. yeah. and like they have like that dota they had the witcher yeah, witcher castlevania right right like you know there's there's a dota like anime or something like that that currently airs that's allegedly good like i haven't seen it oh that that thing is jesus dude okay you should definitely you should definitely when you get your like one minute of free time a day you should watch it like you can finish an episode in a month it'll be great at this current time like i actually think that there's respect for things that are game related mm. and ways to make things that are game related like actually good right interesting so, yeah yeah okay. like if so it's if, more than just a quick money grab here like there might be a they there there might be people on board who actually care about this franchise yeah there there's a chance like i used to love twisted metal like back in the day on like playstation when i was a kid right you know like I, I used to love you know, the car combat. Like I thought it was like more hardcore than like Mario Kart battle mode and stuff like that. Which of course <laughs> you know, that's what every kid thinks, right? You know, like fuck that thing on Nintendo. This thing that has like titties and explosions is way more mature, right? You know, so <laughs> like not wrong, right? You know, so you know, I I loved I love Twisted Metal, and you know if they really if they're really trying to make it like kind of like funny and like a little edgy then like even if it's dumb it'll be worth it you know to to make a show out of it you know the plot from the game is pretty thin so that might actually give them some creative leeway to build something yeah exactly right like and i feel like that's part of the thing that they're they've been doing with these adaptations right like they've been filling the spaces in between the content and like what you would expect from tv with like their own kind of lore their own kind of interpretations of stuff right make it more substantial so yeah there's a there's a lot to work with besides you know, sweet tooth the the deranged milkman and like you know guy guy with guy with giant wheels you know for and attached to his arms right you know, <laughs> you know, there, there's like we can explain things and make it interesting how we get there like why the fuck are these vehicles in some sort of death match or something like that like how did we get here you know, maybe it'll be interesting Given how dead, I guess, this franchise has been, there probably wouldn't be too many like hashtag not my twisted metal people out there anyway. So. <laughs> not my sweet tooth. <laughs> yeah, the people the people that were like, I guess, you know, fifteen and whatnot when the first one came out were probably, you know, they're probably like forty five, fifty, like working in like an investment oh bank my or God. some shit like why, that. Why why did you have to go there? Hey. I was I was totally fine and then you just brought on the existential crisis. I, I started <laughs> doing math in my head. <laughs> my God damn it. <laughs> if it makes you oh. feel if it makes you feel better, I knew the math off the top of my head because you know, I already I already understand this existential crisis. So yeah. You, you know like <laughs> Here we are talking about the new rehash of, of Twisted Metal, and like I'm reaching for my Centrum Silver. Like, what are you doing? 
<laughs> you know, as I reach for the Centrum Silver, I just realized I spent, I just talked about Dragon Ball for like 15 minutes. Like, what the <laughs> hell am I doing with my life? It's fine. Simple pleasures, man. You know, we, we're, we're here for a good time, not a long time, so we might as well enjoy ourselves. I like that philosophy. Here for a good time, not a long time. All right, I'll see you guys. I'm going back to Lost Ark. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> right, so speaking of games and stuff like that, you know, there's some there's some updates on the Intellivision Amico uh, that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, right? So you know, surprisingly, or unsurprising to some people, it looks like you know, it, it's starting to reveal itself as the grift that we thought it was, right? So the company in television has cut its latest fundraising campaign for the still unreleased, right? It was supposed to release in 2020 <laughs> and it's 2022, right? Still unreleased console short, right? So they were, they had, they had some uh, funding, you know, on, you know, various uh, kickstarting sites, you, you know, GoFundMe, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, Fig, Start Engine, so on and so forth. And, you know, they haven't been able to get any fucking money. You know, probably because everybody's realizing it's a scam, right? And because you know this, you know this low spec console with a family focus doesn't have a use case in a world where you know inexpensive Android and iOS devices and Nintendo exists, right? So, you know, it looks like they were trying to raise about five million dollars, right? You know, as of you know, sometime in February and 21 days you into know, the campaign, um, yeah. you know, they paused I mean, it because like, what, they only when raised you do, about um, Kickstarter, uh, sixty thousand uh, dollars. Once the goal people. has been met, right? So, then, like, yeah. So they, they decided get, to like, the they decided met, to close then, the you campaign know, you can get early your money back. and take but, the money. You know, right? if you instead have of holding the full three month term that the funding is supposed to be open, so you chip in and for those of us keeping score at home, everything else after that is like when you get your get the rug pulled out from under you and the money left from the money you don't get. Back. Your money's gone. Right. Whatever. So yeah. usually no that's protection. a that's a big flag for you. Know, this is a scam. You know, a sales pitch. That's right? that, that's the whole idea. It's a, it's an investment into something. <laughs> that that's a that's a big red flag. So the former CEO Tommy Tallarico left the company in uh, February. Right. He used to do video games live and was on G4 and you know, now is trying to sling this scam console and he himself bailed out of the sinking ship. Right. So Jesus. You know, wow. We're co- we're coming to you, know, I guess, March, April, etc. Right? It's a, the game. The system is supposed to release. It's underfunded, and they've you know, there. There's no there's no demos. There's no tech, and you know, people are kind of grumbling about it. So I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know if we're gonna. I don't know if this thing is ever going to be released. And it's looking like people that bought NFTs have more tangible returns on their investment Jesus. than people that actually bought into <laughs> the Intellivision Amico. So how? what's the legality of that? Like, is that a thing that can actually, can they just take the money and run? Yeah. You can. Yeah, usually, like, when you're using, like, these legitimate uh, funding websites, you know, like Start Engine, like Fig, you know, like Kickstarter and stuff like that, you're allowed to... You know, they they do have you know some some rules and regulations so that like you can't just like completely rug pull, right? Like you can't just completely walk <laughs> off of the full bag. But you you know di- the rules are limited, right? So you can still take you know, a large amount of that money, right? And especially like the the more I guess grifty you get, like so. You once you leave like Kickstarter and and GoFundMe, right? Then you get like the next level of these things, right? And they're a little more risky and have less rules. Then you have the next level of these things, right? Then you start having like you know, Christian crowdfunding and stuff like that, right? And like those are just straight up like there's no rules, like completely deregulated. Like if people if people dip with your money, like you don't get shit back. Right. So, so that's where I need to be on. I mean, yes. That, Red Channel Condition yeah. needs a uh, Christian GoFundMe. We, we can and should start a full, you know, like Christian, <laughs> like. We should do that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we should, uh, you know, a farmers only uh, GoFundMe where, you know, we uh, a farmers only crowdfunding, you know, where we get money in order to fight back against the people that, you know, uh, have taken our government, you know, 
Well, hey, we're we're free and open media. That's what we're fighting for. I mean, give give us money. I mean, we you we we're and also I believe we declared ourselves a sovereign nation in a couple of episodes. We're a sovereign nation. That's right. <laughs> we need a military. We yeah. need infrastructure. <laughs> we need roads and bridges. All right, come on. Like shit, shit is real right now. You know, we we need that money to defend ourselves. Right. Okay. Putin says he's coming for us. <laughs> Jesus. So like, yeah. Amazing you guys went there, and I was just thinking, you know, we need to seek investment for our red channel condition blood testing technology. Wow. Wow, that's right, though. I see. RCC and us. <laughs> you know, we need to figure out how many, you know, how much RCC is in everyone. And, you know, that's why we need to fund <laughs> our, we need to fund this technology to explore that, right? Yes. You, I, how much RCC is in a, is in the daily body? You know what right, I mean? Yeah. Like, what how, is the daily recommended how much, dose? How much Peter is in you? <laughs> there is a little bit of Peter in everyone. Yeah. About six inches. Wow. That's wow. Right. That's right though. That's right. <laughs> you know, so we need we need to know. The people need to know. The, right. uh, the fact I that need... it's, it's six inches per person is a terrifying thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I need my daily dose of John. I I need it. Vitamin Mike. No, that's right. <laughs> Well, that is that's that's really fascinating, guys. But I, it, it sounds like we're having too much fun on this show. We're talking about you know we're talking about all these things we're looking forward to and we enjoy. Where's the doom and gloom? We're getting back to doom and gloom. So, <laughs> without further ado, it's time for messages from the ether. Greetings, all. What is this? I gotta say, you got me good. On your February 17th show, you decided to revisit your mailbag and regale us with what your two fans have to think about. From your opening comments, I was certain that it was going to be my letter that you read. There I was, coffee in hand, all ready to bask in the glory of my own shared wisdom, when you pulled a fast one and read someone else's wisdom. I don't know which I hated more, that her letter was funnier than mine, or that her topics she wanted to discuss were also way more interesting than what I had to offer. I gotta say, that was a bitter cup of coffee. Well done. I am glad that at least you got two fans willing to put finger to keyboard and give you some of the feedback you desperately need. You guys have a great show. What is that? On last week's show, you all discussed the rise of ghost delis like Gorilla, Joker, and the like that have been popping up in cities recently. I thought you all did a good job explaining the business model and the threat it represents to the chemistry of local neighborhoods. You were spot on. And like you, I am not too worried about it. You mentioned that Joker's already looking to unload its New York City commitment. The reason I feel these ghost delis will fail is that the New York deli market is for people who are already outside, going about their business. Their customers are already on their way from point A to point B and are impulsive buyers. Quite frankly, 15 minutes is too long to wait if you're already on the corner, and Joker knows it. On the other hand, these ghost delis might work better in suburbia. My spell checker tried to change this word to Siberia. I was tempted to leave it, but ghost delis in New York City will find it tough to compete with mom and pop. Just ask 7-Eleven and Walmart. The other thing. Have you noticed that Putin is trying to make Ukraine his crane? Your discussion on propaganda recently seems very spot on. We certainly are seeing a lot of it on all sides. Pay attention to our propaganda. We are in a new century, and the art of war and the use of propaganda has evolved. We're used to calling out the other side's use of it, but we are using it too. Always have, always will. Winning the will of the people is just as important as taking the land. Taking territory is done by force. Keeping it is done by winning minds. Not necessarily to agree, but to be seen as unchallengeable. Propaganda tries to not only control information, but the conclusions you make. The best way to defeat propaganda is to question all sources. So let's start with one question. Why now? Why is Putin acting now? The short answer, there is no short answer. Like Q said to Captain Picard, the trial never ends. Russia fell and Reagan proved we could burn money faster and longer than they could. When Russia went bankrupt, it gave up several countries in their empire to fend for themselves. Many, unlike Ukraine, joined NATO. 
Russia even attempted a very brief experiment of setting up a democracy. Putin, the ex-head of the KGB, saw all of this as an existential threat and acted. He gained the presidency, dismantled term limits, and the rest of the very fragile layers of democracy of their very new constitution. Then, he set out to destabilize the relationships of NATO on all levels. NATO was his favorite tool to disrupt these relationships. Putin was happy to give Trump as much time as possible to erode the bonds that tied us to Europe. At the time he took power, his biggest fear was being surrounded by NATO countries. To stop that, he almost immediately annexed Crimea, sent in, quote, Russian separatists to fight in that area and return to Russia. It was a good move on Putin's part, as Ukraine can't join NATO as long as it doesn't have control of its own defined borders. Had Trump won re-election, taking Ukraine would have been easy. Trump would have happily cheered him on, but he didn't. And Putin knew he couldn't give America and Europe time to mend the rifts Trump created. In Putin's mind, it's now or never. So he acted. I'm sure he is both surprised and disappointed that NATO and the America and Europe's ability to work together was not as damaged as he hoped. So on that note, I leave you. I look forward to your continuing conversations, the topics you cover, and the hope that you are able to bring. I wish the wisdom, insight, and hope to us all before the giant mushroom clouds of Armageddon consumes us all once again. Signed, your second funniest fan. Yeah, okay, so this this listener brings up some very interesting points about propaganda, and uh, did, did you guys have anything you wanted to respond to, particularly from this listener? I just wanted to first say that this listener puts more effort into emails than I do for the show, so thank you, <laughs> listener. Um, my God. Thank you, listener. <laughs> um, no, uh, uh, yeah, right now if you look on... Um, Propaganda definitely cuts both ways. Mm -hmm. uh, they're making President Zelensky into, you know, we're seeing how he's being elevated to almost like a symbol, right? Like he's not just a man anymore. He's uh, He represents Ukrainian freedom. Like the guy is being made into an internet icon in, in the form of memes. You know, all these phrases. I don't need a ride, I need ammo. Isn't that how legends are born, you know? It's turning the man into something a lot more than a man. hes It's ridiculous the way he's managed to step up to the plate to to do yeah. this. Like He's a, an actor, dude. He was in, He's Paddington yeah. Bear. <laughs> <laughs> and he is the leader of essentially a country and, and like the head of a resistance force against just insane odds. Like they need to make the next Suikoden game about him. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And what is this shit I'm seeing about like, what is, they're using footage from a video game? Yes. <laughs> what the mm, fuck so, is this? Yeah. Like some, some of the very popular footage about like war and stuff like that in Ukraine that had been circulating on so social media is like stuff that actually got, ripped from you know the also very popular war game uh, arma 3 right mm -hmm. you know, oh my god so, it's the best game ever dude yeah, it's a it's a very it's a very very good war game and an excellent simulator of military conflict and of course you know because people are kind of like on the race to you know be first to say some wild shit you know the first to report that like some person got shot down in this very interesting war you know to drive up engagement people are willing to put clips up and say all kinds of things, right? There was like the whole, uh, I guess, like creation of the myth of that ghost of Ukraine, right? A uh, ghost of Kiev, right? Who was said to have shot down like six Russian aircraft, like the third day of the war, right? And actually, a lot of that footage was you know of that on the internet of you know planes running around and you know, shooting down Russian ships was actually straight from Arma. And other games. So there was just PS5, for right? It. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so what the fuck that straight was? Straight ray tracing. So like, oh my god. That's yeah, you you gotta like you can't always trust your lying eyes, so to speak, right? So, but yeah, and the propaganda doesn't end there, right? We're, 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 weren't we seeing uh, reports of uh, they're like deep faking uh, 
anchors from across the world who are in you know supporting Putin and all this kind of shit, having positive takes on the war and like yeah. So you know, w- you know we've you know we've seen some things where uh you know there are anti you know Facebook and Twitter were removing uh anti anti Ukrainian covert influence operations right you know one tied to Russia and one tied say to, that five times fast <laughs> one tied to Belarus right. <laughs> And they were using uh, computer-generated, like, AI faces to create, uh, I guess, like, theoretical fake uh, reporters, right? Like, there was mm-hmm. one guy whose name was, like, Vladimir Bondarenko or something like that. And he was, <laughs> you know, tweeting about, like, he was allegedly tweeting information, you know, about how uh, Ukraine was doing this and that and the third, you know, like, uh, fighting Russia, you know, you uh, hosting Nazis, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? But actually, you know, this is a complete uh, fake, you know, a fake uh, journalist, you know, so, you know, the, amazing. yeah, like, it's, That's it's, amazing. A, it's a very weird time, right? Like, this is, you know, this is a physical war, but it's also like an asymmetric informational war, right? And, you know, propaganda is being used, you know, you as a psyop, you know, against everyone, right? So there's Russians doing that, you know, to, the, uh, to Ukraine and the rest of the world, but also mm-hmm. the Ukraine is doing that. You know, to Russia, right? You know, they're you know they're trying to, you know, there, there's some people that state that the amount of people they say they tweet, you know, their Ministry of Defense, you know, tweets that they kill, you know, are much higher than actually have happened, right? But it's good to, I guess, bolster the troops' morale, right? There right. are some people right. that wonder, you know, if uh, President Zelensky is actually located, you know, in the place that he says, right? But it's important that he keeps coming out with videos and says, you know, we're outside like we here. Right, because it right. bolsters the the morale of his troops, right? And conversely, there are some people that were saying that uh, you know, uh, Vladimir Putin's videos you know, might be suspect. You know, there were some people that were alleging that he was clipping through a microphone the other day, uh, you know, while he was talking Jesus. to some, <laughs> while he was talking to like some uh, uh, flight attendants, trying to calm down some of the fears in the you know, in the flight the aviation industry, right? You know, because you know the sanctions hitting that industry, right? You know, but he has to put out disinformation and propaganda too to stabilize you know, his his people, right? Mm-hmm. So there's shit coming from everywhere. Yeah, you just don't even know. Like all all those things that yeah uh, we read about or saw about maybe a lot of Russians, um, Russian troops uh, surrendering and then being like fed food and you know like really taken care of really well for being. Uh, someone who just tried to take over a country, like mm-hmm. getting phone calls to mom or or whatever, like that that stuff is propaganda. Like hopefully, if it gets out there, right? Maybe uh, some Russian says, "Hey, it's better for me to just surrender and be taken care of than maybe die, yep. right?" In in this war for someone else. But you know, like then we also see uh, Ukrainian farmers, right, towing away <laughs> Russian tanks that have been abandoned. You know, like. If Ukraine got rolled in a day, we wouldn't be here talking about it. We'd be like, oh, yeah, it sucks. But now that they're putting up this resistance, kind of like the rest of the world is trying to support them, but without actually getting involved. Getting right. involved. Mm-hmm. Like, otherwise, like this would have been out of the news cycle nine days ago. Yep. And it's it's getting trickier by the minute, right? Because, well, I know in, in Russia, you know, you're not even allowed to really call it a war or... Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you call it a war, that like you can go to jail instead of it's it's supposed to be called a what is a a, a Spe- special military exercise. Yeah, special military operation. <laughs> what they want it. Yeah. yeah, special military operation is what they would prefer to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's it's kind of it's fascinating the way the propaganda mill turns on both sides. But you know we've I mean, we've also seen them say that you know basically us funneling weapons the rest of the world showing their support you know putin's calling that a declaration of war mm-hmm. like how are we getting are we getting into tricky territory or is that just talk or is it only a matter of time before yeah you know i think we mentioned a little bit on last week's show like what's the danger of other countries getting involved and yeah. in what capacity well you know i i think that's just talk right you know, and it has to be you know for you know any you know, he has to say that you know because again he's got a saber rattle you know, for you know, for his people you know, 
you know, he's the commander in chief there, right? It it's also you know would be ridiculous to state that like anyone sending any kind of you know weapon to any country to defend themselves is a def- is a declaration of war against that country because you know the Russians you know, sell mil- you know, weapons you know, to other countries, right? So if India fires a rocket at Pakistan, you know, does that mean that the Russians you know, are fighting uh, the Pakistani? I don't think so, right? You know, you know, if if soldiers from Belarus you know, come and you know, fight in uh, the Ukraine, have the, has Belarus declared war on on Ukraine as well? I'm not sure that that's how that works, right? If a French if a French plane or if a Russian plane that the Ukraine you know, that Ukraine is using you know, is fighting you know, uh, to against Russia, is Russia declaring war against Russia? Right, like it doesn't right. you know, like it doesn't track you. Know, they're, they're, so what happens? I'm, I'm just I'm just curious. So what happens like, let's say, for example, you know, the Russians know where the deliveries for the you know American or, or European Union weapons are coming from to aid Ukraine and they shoot down or destroy those weapons caches or or deliver or stop the delivery somehow. Would that be an act? I don't know. Would that I mean, th- these are th- that kind of escalation. These are these like, are things that already happen in war in general. Right, right, right. For, you know, in my opinion. You know, and I think we said this, you know, we talked about this before, like the only place where it's like truly like, all right, like you are really declaring war and somebody's going to do something about it. Right. Is if you know, like these NATO countries decide that they're going to have like that no fly zone you know, or you know, they're going to actually put boots on the ground. Right. And people have you know, people in all of the NATO countries have spoken very, very you know, clearly and specifically that neither of these things are going to happen. You know, and nor should they. You know, like there, there really isn't. You, know, you, know, there, there's no ambiguity to that, and like that's good. Yeah, and I, I would say every day that Ukraine hangs on, it makes Russia look dumber. Mm-hmm. So, um, more power to yeah, it. Yeah, agreed. You hopefully, you know, as we see, as we see stuff like this, as people see stuff like this, they think about you know how lucky they are to not have to deal with this, and maybe that would change you know kind of their relationships with other things that they do. You know in their day-to-day lives, you know, in their you know, relationship with other people, you know, in their relationship with, you know, politics and stuff like that in their own countries. This is like the most roundabout Christmas special, you know? It's... <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't even get people to wear a fucking mask and think that's a good idea, so. Good luck. <laughs> good luck spreading your goodwill. Yeah. Oh, it was nice while it lasted for that two minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it, gents. A lot of a lot of interesting topics today. A lot of stuff to look forward to. A lot of stuff to keep our eye on. But I think we're going to leave it there for this week, and uh, we're going to wrap up this week's episode of Red Channel Condition. But uh, to all you listeners out there, keep sending us emails. Thank you. We love hearing from you. Yes. You know, as usual, questions, comments, concerns, uh, drop us a line at redchannelcondition@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Thanks very much for listening. Guys. Peace out. Have a good week. <laughs> <laughs>